We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday... Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Tuesday, December 13th, 2016. I'm Jake Litarski here alongside Eric Katuri. If you're out there on Twitter, you can follow Eric at ETCAT30. You can follow me at Jakeski52. Eric, let's jump right into Monday night where this matchup had some major stake league implications where you and I were playing each other in the playoffs here. Of course, a lot of people can lament about a terrible fantasy week this week. I think uh, everyone mm-hmm. across the board, neither of us had particularly good weeks. But heading into Monday night, I needed Terrence West to get 20 standard points. And I wasn't optimistic about it. What I did not expect, though, was 
the snap count distribution <clears throat> and how Kenneth Dixon was on the field essentially the entirety of the game. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, so I did look up the snap counts. They were available via the NFL media site. And uh, Kenneth Dixon had 42 snaps and 19 touches versus... Um, let's see here, 14 snaps and six touches for uh, Terrence West. Mm-hmm. And there's not, no report of an injury. We there, haven't heard anything no, about an injury. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's, it just seems like there was a change in the guard, or maybe maybe the coaching staff felt like, you know, Nick Dixon had a better chance to succeed against the Patriots' defense. I don't know. Yeah, maybe uh, he, or it could just be he had a better week in practice. But, I mean, yeah. we had been kind of calling this. We've we've thrown Kenneth Dixon out there as a, as a sleeper waiver wire, a Hail Mary candidate, because we knew this day would come eventually. Yeah. For the, I mean, Ter- Ter- or, I'm sorry, Kenneth Dixon is a better back than Terrence West, and this was going to come eventually. But I still had Terrence West in my starting lineup, A, because of a lack of other options, and B, because he had – 50 yards and a t- I mean he had a rushing and a receiving touchdown last week like if I had his stat line last week mm-hmm. to his 20 points I might have beaten you by like a point this week right but uh, of course I, I knew my <laughs> chances of that happening against the Patriots were pretty slim here yeah. but anyway as far as fantasy implication goes that's the biggest fantasy part about that Monday night game is a mm-hmm. Baltimore backfield here I mean Flacco had a decent game through touchdowns to Kenneth Dixon and this is a dude named uh, Darren Waller caught a three-yard touchdown <laughs> was targeted twice on that drive uh, as far as other receiving options uh, everyone pretty quiet Mike Wallace five for 52 Perriman three for 52 Steve Smith who normally torches the Patriots had four for 57 yeah, overall I mean just, just average here that the Patriots of course winning 30 to 23 to improve to 11 and 2 Baltimore falling to 7-6 Tom Brady, though, he strengthened his case for MVP. As much as I hate to say it, and as much as he was, like, kind of whiny and annoying last night, as usual, I mean, 406 <laughs> yards and three touchdowns. The guy... Against the Ravens. Against the Ravens, who's a stud. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we we know that Baltimore's been very staunch against the run, and LeGarrette mm-hmm. Blount was still able to get 72 yards, so it, it, they exhibited balance. And, yeah, Brady, like, he only threw his second interception of the season. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, only that, a that's, second that's amazing. I mean, yeah, even without the first four games, he has to be right up there with, you know, your Matt Ryans in, in that MVP discussion at this point. It's right. going to be him. I mean, he's going to get votes, I'm sure. Matt Ryan will get votes. Aaron Rodgers could even get votes if they continue running the table here. Uh, if Derek I mean, Carr as well. There's so many options. There, that, there, that, there are stellar running back candidates, too, obviously, uh, with yeah, Ezekiel, Zeke David Johnson, it's, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, there's no clear-cut candidate. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. even Le'Veon Bell missed the first few games of the year. But you mentioned the uh, very, very tough run defense for Baltimore I believe uh, best in the league in terms of pro football focus is DVOA but like Eric Blunt still four yards of carry and a touchdown and then you look at the pass catching options for Tom Brady it strengthens his MVP case because he continues to do so without Rob Gronkowski, which is arguably this entire, I mean, outside of Brady, Gronk mm-hmm. is probably the team's best player overall. There's no other guy that stands out as yeah, much as Gronk. I agree. But look at how this, I mean, this got distributed. Chris Hogan, 5 for 129 in a score. James White, 3 for 81. Edelman, 7 for 73. Martellus Bennett could be getting healthier. He had 4 for 70 in a touchdown. And even those people I, I recommended Malcolm Mitchell to, he was productive, only 5 targets, but 4 for 41 in a score. I don't know about sustainability wise, but man, they love Malcolm Mitchell in the red zone. Yeah, I'm, the the only thing I was surprised about um, in this game is Deion Lewis not really getting many touches, mm-hmm. only three carries and targeted once in this game. I mean, he's a pass catching back, and instead it was James White. You know that was acting in that role. 
last night. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot going on now. And I was looking ahead at some of my playoff matchups here. Yeah. And next week, I happen to play uh, the owner who has Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, and Deion Lewis. Or at least he started Deion Lewis this past week. I don't know if he's going to be after uh, the waiver wire uh, to get other running backs. But uh, a long story short <clears throat> here, the Patriots have the Broncos in Week 15. And the Broncos, they can be ran on a little bit. I think LeGarrette Blunt might be the best fantasy Patriot to own in that matchup next week. But the Broncos, uh, I mean, they've got to keep to leave who wants that revenge game, I'm sure. That's going to be just a heck of a game. It's an afternoon game. Uh, the Bucks and the Cowboys have the Sunday night game. I don't think they can flex that any longer. It's in Denver, too, we should know. Yeah, it is in Denver here. And so. they just held uh, Marcus Mariota, who's having a you know kind of a breakout season himself, to 8 for t- eight for 20 mm-hmm. passing the yeah. This past weekend for 80 I mean, yards, I believe. If Tom Brady can get 250 and two touchdowns against Denver, then he's yeah. probably definitely the MVP. Yeah. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I, w- I would actually be okay with that line going against Brady, given what Brady's done so far this year. Right. But, uh, yeah, so let's jump into the waiver wire portion here. Uh, you know, chances are that uh, you spent most of your fab money or maybe you used the waiver wire priorities. So f- there'll be a little bit less emphasis on fab bids this week. Uh, there'll be a couple players where we'll probably say use the rest of your money on if mm-hmm. you haven't. And then it could just be up to waivers from there here uh real quick week week 15 there are no bye weeks and the dolphins and the jets are on saturday this week there's a thursday game between the rams and the seahawks but the saturday game is the new part so you might have to make your jay ajayi brandon marshall decisions a little earlier like maybe don't want to leave brandon marshall in your lineup with bryce petty out there that's a a situational look and and we'll go over some alternative options here but uh quarterbacks last week we talked bryce petty He's now the starter for the rest of the season. We also talked about the Simeon-Paxton-Lynch situation. Simeon threw 51 passes. I mean, no wonder the Broncos lost. You, can't, you don't expect them to win when Simeon's throwing the ball 51 times. Yeah, I, I mean, what was the breakdown? I think they only had uh, nine carries versus 51 passes. Yep. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even realize that until you pointed it out in our outline for this, mm-hmm. this pod. Like, holy crap. Like, yeah, I mean, and, uh, I thought them bringing on Justin Forsett would help them get more runs. Yeah. Devontae Booker only carried the ball three times, and it was a big passing day. I'm not expecting that moving forward. Demarius Thomas Simeon. and Emmanuel Tom, uh, or Emmanuel. Um, uh, Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. I would love Emmanuel uh, Thomas as one yeah, wide yeah. receiver. That would be the greatest. That would be the greatest. Na- yeah. Well, yeah. The, the, that duo combined for 30 targets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy stuff here. You don't don't expect to see that every day here. But, you know, kind of back to the Jets. Bryce Petty's going to be their starter the rest of the season. So kind of for your two quarterback leagues. Um, also, in terms of two quarterback leagues, he's terrible. But Robert Griffin the third looks like he'll probably get another st- chance to start. So if you're rostering in your two quarterback, three quarterback, whatever, uh, um, Josh McCown or Cody Kessler, you know, RG3 is going to be the guy there, uh, regardless of what that means for the Browns, who I think had their best chance to win this week against the Bengals. I think they're not going to win a game the rest of the year. No, it's not happening. So they're just going to they're going to join the Lions of what 2008 as the. Uh, you know, two yep. teams to go 0-16. I'm completely ready to bury the Browns on this entire show, actually, as term, in terms of matchups to target in the playoffs, because it's an appropriate day to do so. The Browns won their last game 365 days ago, today, with Johnny Manziel at the helm. So That know, happened. For, for a little bit of perspective, uh, <laughs> that was the last time the Browns won a football game. So we're, the pick the on the Browns... that's not even in the league yeah, anymore. <laughs> exactly. Pick on the Browns theme will be prevalent throughout this show. So just a word of caution, if you're a Browns fan, I mean, at least RG3, he'll probably throw the ball a decent amount he's got Corey Coleman Terrell Pryor Duke Johnson Isaiah Crowell Gary Barnage who on paper decent enough weapons mm-hmm. there Hugh Jackson's willing enough to call flea flickers when they're in their own end zone in the snow so the play calling will be at least a little bit of aggressive I mean they're gonna go for broke to try to win a game and 
Griffin might sling a couple, and you know, if if he if his like robotic knee is still any in any way functional, um, you know, maybe he'll run the ball a little bit too. So I guess he's in play in two quarterback leagues. Yeah, you got you got to hope that uh, you know Corey Coleman's going to break out at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I yeah, mean, kind of return to that early season form. Yeah, exactly. I think he's only caught uh, since he returned uh, the last five games, sixteen of forty-two targets. That's thirty-eight percent. Yeah, that's pretty poor. That's a, that's a horrible catch rate. At, at the very least, you know, we always preach follow the targets, so that you yeah. know, there's there's a case to be made for him another two quarterback league candidate Ryan Tannehill he looked to have suffered a really serious injury the fear was that it was a torn ACL but they're kind of scaling back that a little bit and I'm not sure his season's necessarily over because it's just been now clarified as multiple knee sprains which is uh, quite a big difference from the ACL either way we're still going to see Matt Moore starting in that Saturday night game uh, against uh, the Jets here Bryce Petty and Matt Moore man Dude, yeah, this yeah. is happening. I'm sure that's exactly what the NFL had in mind when scheduling the Saturday night game in Week 15. Bryce Petty and Matt Moore. Here they're, we go. They're, they were probably hoping that there were maybe some wild card implications, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the off season. But nope, it's not. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So let, let's talk about some stream options this week. Let's say you know maybe Colin Kaepernick's dead to you, or or maybe um, <laughs> he's dead to you. He's dead to me. Yeah. We'll talk about him in a sec as a stream <laughs> option. But like maybe you're afraid of Tom Brady. Maybe uh, Russell Wilson's dead to you. I mean, if you played Russell Wilson, you probably didn't advance in the playoffs. Let's get real. But there's a lot of reasons to keep playing. Most leagues have last place penalties, or you're playing for points. So mm-hmm. let's talk about a couple stream guys. The guy that jumps out to me, Eric, is Tyrod Taylor. He's uh, he's owned in 63 percent of Yahoo and 59% of ESPN leagues but going back to that theme today he draws the Cleveland Browns and uh, surprisingly enough Tyrod Taylor was available in my Yahoo 12 teamer and uh, I picked him up and I'm gonna ha- I'm really struggling with uh, Tyrod Taylor against the Browns or Marcus Mariota on the road against the Chiefs this week and it's it's gonna be a really tough one for me to I'm gonna struggle with that all week long but regardless Taylor becomes in play because even Andy Dalton who didn't have his best weapon threw two touchdowns in the snow against Cleveland you gotta imagine Tyrod Taylor will do some damage yeah I I, I totally agree that he's probably gonna have a decent outing at the very least right but I I just worry about his job security a little bit Mm because Rex Ryan was pestered all week all this week so far about hey you're gonna make a change you're gonna throw Cardell Jones in there, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I don't know. EJ Manuel. Yeah. He said. Think about that. But he, that's it, good there, that you pointed that out. But because there, that flew by me this week. Yeah. Ryan is sticking with Tyrod Taylor for now. Um, I mean, you know, their seasons—they're not going to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and I think they may want to see what they have in you know the young quarterback, the other young quarterbacks on this team at some point. Mm-hmm. But I guess for now, Taylor will be available this week. I just worry though that he he might have a short leash let's say the brown surprise and you know Mm -hmm. they're actually leading like 17 14 in the fourth quarter in Mm -hmm. in the third quarter or something like that yeah then i could very much see ryan pulling them because why the heck not uh, and see if like the young, you know, Cardale Jones, rookie Cardale Jones, can actually do something. Yeah, you never know. Uh, I so, don't know. Yeah, I, those are just scenarios to think about. But well, uh, honestly, very, like mm-hmm. I, th- I think he's pretty secure in mm-hmm. in the fact that he's going to be playing this entire game. Yeah. Well, at the very least, I think you just talked me out of yanking Mariota for him. I think okay. I'm going to put Mariota in against the Chiefs. It's a tough matchup, but uh, I mean, just the risk of that happening. Mariota has a higher floor because he's going to play the whole game no matter what. Sure. 
yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm just a little worried, I guess, about um, like going into Arrowhead Stadium. I don't know what the weather is going to be like this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, how is he going to handle that? Yeah, I mean, it could be the same situation uh, in Buffalo. I mean, sure. so it's going to be a similar That's a good weather point. situation, regardless here. And yeah, we'll, we'll be all right here. But another option that I think we just kind of obligatory have to talk about is Colin Kaepernick because he goes against the Falcons indoors, where weather will not be a factor. Kaepernick already cost me a points title this year, so he's essentially dead to me. I won't be touching him, but you know, if you haven't been poisoned by him yet, is there a chance you could see picking him up and starting him this week? Well, as he mentioned here, uh, Atlanta does allow the second most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That's a you know positive in his uh, corner. Guess who uh, allows the first though? By the way, um, what's the theme of today's show? The Cleveland Browns. Oh yeah, Browns. Pick on the yeah, Browns. Yeah. yeah, pick on the. Well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna obviously talk about that later with the defenses, yeah. streaming defenses yeah, too. We'll continue. <laughs> there are a lot of options there, but uh, but uh, okay. So Kaepernick has played one game indoors this year, so obviously it's a small sample size. But it was against Arizona, who's had a pretty staunch defense this year, mm-hmm. and he threw for 210 yards, a touchdown, also ran for 55 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. So just that's just something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Maybe he goes out there and. Puts up twenty to twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, he has just as good of a chance to do that as he does to you know maybe put have up a five, Yeah, to put up five <laughs> points and get yanked for Blaine Gabbert. So it, but it, it's it's you have a tough time putting your whole yeah. playoff hopes in a guy like Kaepernick. But the upside is there if you're down by a lot and you need to make some shaky move. Uh, you know who knows? It could be someone. I mean, in two quarterback leagues, he's definitely in play. Yeah. So I mean that the. The game you're talking about with Kaepernick when he did have that stinker, you know, two weeks ago against Chicago. I mean, it was snowing. Snowstorm. And he had, what was he, one for five for like four yards or something like that? He was sacked more times than he had passing yards in that game. (laughs) It's unbelievable, but I I don't know. Like, that, that, those games don't happen you know, often, and obviously he's indoors this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that definitely helps you. You at least don't have to worry about bad weather. Let's move on to running backs, though, Eric. Last week, it was really, really dry for running backs. It was was Justin Forsett of the Broncos that we discussed a little bit, who, by the way, we mentioned out-carried Devontae Booker 6-3 in Sunday's loss. That's interesting. Do you think they keep up that pace moving forward? I mean, before Capri Bibbs went down, Mm -hmm. you know, last week, that was right. Yeah, that was week 13, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So when he went down... Or before, or sorry, after he went down, there were rumblings out of Denver that they were thinking about actually putting Bibbs into the lead role instead of Devontae Booker because he hasn't really impressed with C.J. Anderson out. Yep. And maybe this is just an extension of that, like, hey, let's throw the veteran out there that we can rely upon. Maybe he's a better Some, pass protector. Yeah. Someone familiar with Kubiak. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, uh, I mean, Kubiak had some pretty telling quotes earlier in the week saying that it was going to be a split and that Forsett would have a similar workload to that of Capri Bibbs. I don't think anybody expected he'd have twice as many carries as Booker, but Booker's yeah. one of those guys that, you know, fantasy kryptonite for a lot of people this week. The list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Forsett. Is probably someone that you may want to consider owning. Uh, last week, we also talked about Mike Gillisley. His value stays the same. Paul Perkins had an identical stat line at, to that of Rashad Jennings this week. His value is pretty much a stack, check status. Christine Michael got 10 carries against the uh, Seahawks in what you know I maybe thought would be a revenge game. Mm-hmm. You know, Didn't really do much with it. I think less than 40 yards there. So uh, all those guys kind of are, are hold candidates here. Right. And uh, He was pretty dry last week for running backs. It's very moist this week for running backs. <laughs> I just got to play opposites there because 
Blail Paulo of the Jets, uh, you know, flip a coin and chances are he's available in your league. 47% owned in Yahoo, 37% in ESPN. Uh, maybe something's happened this, since this afternoon, but Matt Forte is scheduled to undergo an MRI on his injured right knee. Yeah, I, che- I checked that out before we uh, came in here, and mm-hmm. he, he is definitely, um, th- there has been no update on his uh, situation yet, Forte's. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so something to watch. Tune in to rotowire.com, rotowire.com slash free for a free 10-day trial. Get all our free news updates uh, uh, there uh, for that period of the trial. But anyway... Forte goes down, you know, he left that game early. Blail Powell came up big against the Niners, 29 carries for 145 yards, two touchdowns, plus five catches for 34 yards. That's probably going to be the best game of his career. Let me just throw that (laughs) out there. I don't expect him to necessarily do that this week, but uh, if he's the starting running back, even if it is, you know, in a Bryce Petty-led offense against the Dolphins on Saturday, he is in play. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, the The only problem is uh, he is facing the Dolphins, and they've only given up seven touchdowns to running backs this season. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be really contingent upon him getting a lot of carries yep. to ensure that he gets you know yards because you can't really expect him to actually hit the end zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 49ers are the best matchup he sees the rest of the year because he's got the Dolphins, then he goes to New England, and, the, and then uh, the Jets host the Bills in Week 17, which... Uh, no divisional implications, of course. Right. Uh, but Bilal Powell, he's, anytime um, he is the lead back, uh, he's good to go. Um, this is a situation where we decide to say, hey, spend all of your – if you need an RB2 or if you're a Forte owner, and uh, or if you're a Forte owner, if you're a Booker owner even, mm-hmm. spend all your money on Bilal Powell. Use your waiver priority, right? I mean, the matchups aren't the greatest, but you know, provided that Forte is out, that's 15 to 20 carries a game, and that's better than you're going to find anywhere else on the waiver wire. Yeah, don't tell Nick Whalen that he should uh, spend his 70 or 80 remaining dollars on uh, Bilal Powell this week. Oh, and Stakely? <laughs> yeah, yeah and Stakely. I mean, he's buying his stakes anyway, so I think we're well past that. <laughs> um, but anyway, another uh, big uh, running back injury that happened here in Week 15 is Melvin Gordon of the San Diego Chargers. He was carted off after just three carries with a hip injury, it was called at the time. Now he's being talked about as day-to-day with a, quote, hip strain and knee sprain. Are there any chances he suits up this week? I'd be really surprised, honestly. I mean, he was Mike. I didn't. I didn't actually see the injury, but Mike did. And he, I mean, the charter. He said it looked bad, and it seemed like a season ender. But I mean, they're now still that leaving the door open. We'll see what happens. I would be. Yeah. I would almost guarantee that he does not practice on Wednesday. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And, I'd be surprised know, if he practices at this all. Week really? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the Chargers are five and eight. What do they really have to gain by throwing him out there? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Some sort of, there's, I mean, I, they are playing the Raiders, and they could embrace that spoiling role. But is that really worth like injuring your potentially best player? For? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you don't want to like uh, risk his future, I guess. Yeah. So but yeah, that that thrust Kenneth Farrow into the lead role. Yeah. In comes Kelvin. Or I'm sorry. Yes, Kenneth Farrow, who uh, in relief of uh, of Melvin Gordon had 16 carries for 55 yards. Also caught all six of his targets for 23 yards Sunday at Carolina. I would have liked to see maybe a little bit better yards per carry average because it was a Carolina Panthers defense. Well, one, a team that's probably thrown in the towel this year, and two, Luke Keekley wasn't playing again with those concussion issues. I would have liked to have seen a little better stat line from Farrell, but maybe with the offense ready for Farrell this week, he could sure. have a, he could have a little bit better of a week. Yeah, like he's going to be definitely key in the installation of the game plan this week, whereas mm-hmm. last week, you know, he was maybe doing like a little sc- more scout team work. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like his matchup against Oakland. They've allowed at least 100 yards rushing three times in the last four games and also six rushing touchdowns during that span mm-hmm. to running backs. I, I, 
I would, I, I mean, if it, if it is uh, Bilal Powell and Kenneth Farrell that I'm like juggling, juggling, you know, for options here. Yeah, because Farrell like, has I, a better. Rest I would of actually go with schedule. Farrell, see, I, we're going to disagree because Farrell has a better rest of season schedule, and I think mm-hmm. that makes a good case for Farrell. I mean, he's got Oakland, and then he goes at Cleveland Week 16 when you're playing yeah, for the exactly. fantasy championship. Yeah. What's the theme of the show today? Pick on the Browns, and yeah. uh, yes, at Cleveland Week 16, then the host Kansas City if you're in a league that still plays in Week 17. So that being said. You know, schedule matchup wise is good for Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Skills wise, I still like Bilal Powell better. Okay. I think he's a right. better running back. If Bilal like Powell, well rounded running yes, back, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. If Bilal Powell was playing on the Chargers and, and the starter, he would be like a top ten running back in, right. in the overall rankings, like for the mm-hmm. rest of the season, possibly because you're looking at just this upcoming three week span yeah. here. But either way, um, you know, whichever way you talk it or you frame it, whoever you agree with the most, uh, I would back up your bid for the one guy with just as much money on the second guy, because um, Pharaoh, you can easily make a case for emptying your fab budget with as well sure yeah mm-hmm. I, agree. I mean if you own terrence west you know he's he's pretty much dead to you uh, as he's as close as it's going to get to me you need to <laughs> you need to back that up if you own Devonte booker i mean even if you own melvin gordon or matt forte all those guys if, if you own any of those four players or if you're playing the look at your matchup this week if you're playing someone that owns one of those four players just just be a dick and uh, and and and, 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 pick, and, up, right? and pick him up. Scoop Make him. try to get him. If you have more money than your opponent, go ahead and get him because it's the playoffs, man. It is cutthroat. Mm-hmm. There, it's no holds bar. You, you just you got to go through and block your opponent from getting these guys. I, I mean, I totally agree, man. All right, couple, I, I I've f- definitely follow that. You know, in my fab leagues. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, definitely. So honorable mentions here. We we talked about Kenneth Dixon already. We don't need to rehash that too much. I think he is only owned in forty five percent of Yahoo and forty six percent of ESPN leagues. So he becomes in play. Another guy, Dwayne Washington, led the Lions with sixteen carries for seventy four yards. Theo Riddick was a surprise inactive in one of the biggest. Uh, inactive announcements so you know outside of the whole julio jones situation but uh as far as surprise wise riddick didn't play on sunday he was inactive so that means dwayne washington's all of a sudden in play i i mean i did have uh i was assigned the lions and i was surprised when that news came out mm-hmm. in retrospect i'm not as surprised because the lions have been really cautious with their running backs this year mm-hmm. and I, I just think they didn't want him to actually suffer or aggravate his wrist injury honestly mm-hmm. like just give him a week off let him uh, get back to full health Absolutely. and it's really going to be like interesting to see what his practice participation looks like i i'd be surprised if it's mm-hmm. beyond limited yeah but who knows I, I but anyway i still think he'll be back in the lead role this coming weekend yeah it's very difficult for Eric, for you and I to recommend Dwayne Washington at this stage in the week, mm-hmm. but uh, there could be a chance Friday where all yeah, of a sudden by week's end, yeah, for sure. by week's yeah. end he becomes in play. Another uh, real quick kind of housekeeping thing I want to talk about: Wendell Smallwood been placed on IR. Darren Sproles suffered a concussion after taking a mighty hit. I'd be surprised if Sproles plays. Ryan Matthews gets a huge bump in the rankings because of that. But Kenyon Barner, who has always been on the field and been active this year, he could see a bump in snap count with both of those guys out as the backup. And we all know how injury-prone Ryan Matthews is. If you're in a deep league, Kenyon Barner is an ad that you could possibly get this week without paying a very high cost. Yeah, I mean, in any given game, you have no idea what is going to happen in the Eagles' backfield. Mm -hmm. You can't rely upon anybody. But if you're in a deep league, yeah, like throw the dart at Barner and see if he gets more touches than... Um, Ryan Matthews this week it could it could very well happen yeah 100% worth a look so kind of coming full circle here with drop candidates uh, Wendell Smallwood 
Terrence West flirts his way into that conversation, I think. Um, Jacquez Rogers is another back that, you know, I'm thinking about dropping because Charles Sims is back and Doug Martin looks somewhat healthy. Um, of course, Matt Forte and Melvin Gordon wait on more news to come out because those could very well be back drop candidates by the end of the week. Yeah, all right, for sure. Moving to wide receivers here. Last week, we talked about Taylor Gabriel. Also did a brief rehash of Tyreek Hill, Dontrell Inman, and a couple other guys. But Taylor Gabriel is the one that we have to mention again right away because Julio Jones has that turf toe. He didn't play in week 14. If he plays in week 15 somehow, I think he'll be mostly a decoy. Then you also have Mohamed Sanu, who is out and very questionable moving forward with his own injury. Taylor Gabriel all of a sudden is the number one wide receiver on a on in a team where their quarterback could win the MVP and, and on a team that's playing indoors this week. So Taylor Gabriel has to be the top ad in all formats uh, if if that's an option. Yeah, right. At uh, least in terms I mean, of receivers. Yeah, he. So I, I I consider Taylor Gabriel like Tavon Austin Light. Like he he has similar talent, just not you know, that level of talent, Mm -hmm. but it's just like the scheme that he's in. Like he has a, he has a good offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, like runs that offense. He's actually good. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, he puts him in the best position to actually succeed. He has six touchdowns over the last six games. Mm-hmm. He's hitting the end zone with regularity. I, I, I just, I think he has to be in all lineups at this point. Yeah, he's he's essentially a must start, and you know I picked him up skeptically in a couple places. I just never, I didn't think that there was going to be enough room for him to be a factor. Sure, but. Of course, that completely goes out the window when Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu both sit because then all of a sudden he is a factor. He had six targets. Just look at the target distribution. Aldrick Robinson also had six targets. But, of course, Gabriel turned that into three for 82 in his score, and Robinson just had three for 42 out of those six targets. Gabriel also gets a carry once in a while, too, so that also could help. Uh, You mentioned Shanahan getting creative. So he's the top target here. Another guy I do want to mention here, Robbie Anderson of the Jets. He had six catches for 99 yards on a team-high 11 targets Sunday at San Francisco. Six more targets than his teammate Brandon Marshall. Is he all of a sudden in play as a waiver option here? I think so. I mean, as you always mentioned, follow the targets. Mm -hmm. And over the last two games, he has 23. Marshall has 13. Quincy Nunwa has nine. Austin Safirian Jenkins has eight. Nobody else has any more, has more than six in this uh, you know breakdown of the Bryce Petty led offense. Uh, Bryce Petty's obviously looking his way um, early and often. Yeah, it's just that second team chemistry. You know, maybe <laughs> with Marshall on the first. We team always and see this on the first team. I mean, it's it's kind of like with Cameron Meredith in yeah. Chicago, where you have a receiver that's uh, you know not necessarily you think top of the depth chart, but someone who's all of a sudden getting in the game and getting a lot of targets with the quarterback that he's comfortable with. Well, even like the Marcus Wilsons and Josh Bellamy's of the world, even Deontay Thompson, Daniel Brown in Chicago. I mean, all these guys like have seemingly better chemistry with Barkley than Cutler. Because they've caught so many more, you know, Cutler probably just takes a couple reps with Alshon and then kind of sits. And, and those and guys are on the scout team. Yeah, yeah, and all these guys are on the scout team. But I'm glad you mentioned uh, some of those Bears receivers here uh, on top of Robbie Anderson because Anderson's in, in play all of a sudden. But uh, a bit of news, Alshon Jeffrey is back from a four-game suspension this week. Um, what is your level of confidence within Alshon? Because most owners that took Alshon did not make the playoffs. I somehow got a first-round buy. Uh, mostly thanks to David Johnson in that league. Right. I am an Elshon Jeffrey owner, and mm-hmm. I have to decide, man, do I start him this week, or does he sit over the likes of Taylor Gabriel and Dontrell Inman? I've got, I can only start two receivers, and I've got Gabriel Inman, Des Bryant, 
and um, and Elshon Jeffrey. I don't know if I trust Jeffrey enough with Barkley to put him in right away. Yeah, I would I would I would definitely roll with Gabriel just because he's mm-hmm. facing San Francisco who, you know, yep. I think they give up the most fancy points to wide receivers this season. Yep, my but season's on the line, so you know, we this is, it's now or never. We don't really have like a track record with um Alshon Jeffrey, it, you know, and Matt Barkley working together. Mm-hmm. He uh Barkley entered that week 7 contest in Green Bay mm-hmm. um when Brian Hoyer went down with a broken forearm. Yeah. That's the only time the two have played yep. together. And Jeffrey didn't do a whole lot with that. Yeah, he had three three catches. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes, yeah, so on eleven little, targets. Yeah, a little bit concerning there. And, and I mean, on paper, this matchup for the Packers. I mean, I know they picked off Russell Wilson five times this past week, but mm-hmm. the, I still think the secondary is, is kind of a matchup to target, especially if the weather is decent. Just because it's not like Shields is going to be bearing down on Elshon Jeffrey. It's it's going to be Randall most likely, and you know, it, it's a step down. Elshon Jeffrey's a bigger, more physical receiver. But I also have to wonder if his gas tank in Chicago, like if this, uh, he com- he's becoming a free agent in this offseason, if maybe he's lost that drive on a team that's really competing for a draft pick at this point. Right, exactly. Um, we know it's going to be cold in Chicago this weekend. Mm-hmm. It, the only question is, is there actually going to be precipitation as well? Yep. And uh, early indications are there maybe so we'll, we'll just watch out for that yeah yeah so, <laughs> that's just something yeah. to keep in mind long story short i'm gonna go with gabriel this week uh, yeah a couple honorable mentions here jj nelson ran for one and he caught for one or and he caught one sunday in miami following that michael floyd dui will uh will jj nelson get bumped up on the depth chart i mean we've been talking about talking about this guy for a long time yeah. is there any value to owning him i know you're the cardinals guy or yeah so I feel like it was week seven or week eight. Uh, Bruce Arians must have just been really frustrated with the way Michael Floyd and John Brown had been playing. I think this is before John Brown was diagnosed with the sickle cell trait, which he's contending with right now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he he named or he basically named JJ Nelson the number two wideout behind Larry Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. So then we're waiting for him to break out, and he had something like eight and twelve targets, I think, in his first two games. But it's really reduced since then. Mm-hmm. Six, five, four, two, and two in the last five yep. and during that span Floyd has easily outsnapped him in every game uh does this DUI change things we'll see mm-hmm. I mean Arians expressed disappointment in him yeah. obviously yeah, I mean, as an organization you have to say you're disappointed but the NFL yeah. does absolutely nothing for DUIs so it's you know, yeah whatever. like uh what is the what is the discipline going to be is I mean, he maybe he hit maybe he sits in the first half who knows yeah like some mm-hmm. I, I don't know we're, we're probably not going to be told yeah. in advance yeah <laughs> Uh, to me, J.J. Nelson is just the ultimate best ball candidate. If you're yeah. going to start him, oh, for sure, hoping yeah. to get 15, 20 points, you dang well better be ready to take one and a half points for the week because there's just as good of a chance as that happening. Very boomer bust for a guy like J.J. Nelson. Yeah, exactly. All right, so <laughs> on to the tight end pool, Eric. Now, uh, last week we talked a little bit of Dwayne Allen, Dennis Pitted, kind of discussing their long-term uh, viability as as tight end options because they both exploded for huge weeks. Both a lot quieter this week, kind of as expected. We warned you guys, don't worry. Um, but one guy we did talk about, Ladarius Screen of the Steelers. Now he had a pretty, he had a rough game against Buffalo. You know, he didn't it's do Buffalo. a whole lot. And it, yes, it is and Buffalo. The but here's the thing, Eric. Ladarius Screen gets the Cincinnati Bengals this year, and in standard leagues, the Bengals are allowing the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends, and um, and. I think in PPR leagues, they're allowing right up there. I think it's the second most fantasy points to tight ends. So wow. even after a quiet Gary Barnage week last week in Cincinnati, those numbers are still holding up here. But Darius Green has just a superb matchup here, and I'm thinking of trying to find a way to work him into a lineup. Now, the only chance I have to work him into a lineup is to either yank Greg Olson 
or yank Jay Ajayi in my flex. And I'm not quite sure I'm ready to make that commitment. It's just it's really tough. I want to find a way to work him in because the matchup is juicy. What are your thoughts on I that? I mean, yeah, we've been we've been waiting on somebody to actually emerge in that number three, you know, receiving option role in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Obviously behind Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. When you have those two options, there it's wide open for somebody to like come in there and get a bunch of targets and succeed because of all the attention that is focused mm-hmm. on those other two. Um and you mentioned the matchup is very juicy. Um I'm I don't know who Carolina's playing, <laughs> but uh, I, if the matchup doesn't look excellent, I would perhaps think about rolling with him, yeah. rolling with Ladarius Green. Oh, you see, here's the thing. The Panthers are playing in Washington this week, and Washington's mm-hmm. almost they are, just as dreadful against the Bulls Exactly. Titans. So you probably have to yeah. roll with the you know stellar talent over yeah. the and I'm not quite ready to be bold enough to yank a Jai. Now, he has a reasonably yeah. tough matchup against the Jets, and Matt Moore is going to be a Jai's quarterback, so it makes it tempting. But I don't know. This Maybe they just ride him more yeah. with a lesser quarterback. Yeah. This is one of those situations where I'm not going to shoot myself in the foot by yeah. tinkering a little bit too yeah, much. Yeah, you, you ride, ride with who brought you to the this point in the season. Yep. It, you know, If you're in the playoffs, go roll with those studs. All right, Eric, who are we picking on this week? The Browns. All right. Now, Charles Clay and the Buffalo Bills, he gets a matchup against the Browns. Charles Clay scored this past week, and the Browns are allowing the second most standard points to fantasy tight ends. Now, Charles Clay has been inconsistent, but if you're, you know, I know the the Stopa League that some of those guys that we work with do, that's a two tight end league. And there are situations where, you know, maybe you were relying on CJ Fedorowicz, who's in concussion protocol, for example. Um, You might need a tight end this week, and you might be in a deep league. Charles Clay, I guess, has to somehow make that list eventually. He'll check in somewhere on that list based on the matchup alone. Man, yeah, I mean, just roll with all your bills. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can't feel he, great about starting Charles Clay, but he's it, on the can. radar this week. Yeah, I mean, 14-team leagues should be owned. Uh, maybe some 12 if you have an extra flex spot, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. And you can start multiple tight ends, as you mentioned. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So th- there there are leagues where Charles Clay will be started in the playoffs this week, yeah. believe it or not. One last honorable mention, Trey Burton of the Eagles had seven catches on 10 targets for 65 yards. We do like to follow the targets. I mean, I think this tells us more about Burton surpassing Selleck than Mm -hmm. threatening Ertz in any way. Yeah, and Selleck now has a stinger that he's dealing with from this past weekend. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think he's kind of secured that number two tight end role. And Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz is not really looking down the field at all. This is a short passing offense. Mm Um, so that's going to benefit tight ends like Burton and uh, Zach Ertz. Yeah, Zach Ertz is very – I mean, they, they have a tough matchup in Baltimore this week, so yeah. that, that's not going to be an easy matchup for any of their uh, offensive players. Sure. That being said, Ertz has been a target machine of lately. Yeah. Uh, 13 this week, 15 the week before that. So they're Hasn't going he to, had double digits in three of the last four as well? Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. really getting looked at. He only had six targets against Green Bay, but was targeted 11 times the week before that in yeah. Seattle. So, uh, yeah, Ertz is probably going to end up uh, – I mean, Baltimore maybe bumps him out of the top five, but a top 10 tight end still because there's just not a whole lot to go with in that yeah. uh, scenario. All right, Eric, before we wrap things up, let's talk about some uh, streaming defense options. Uh, now that, of course, the Browns are back in action, uh, the Browns are playing the Bills. Do you trust the Ryan's brothers' defense to uh, to wreck the Cleveland Rough Browns this week? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if they're, if they're out there, maybe you don't like, I don't know who... I know the Bills have struggled quite a bit this this, uh, this season, so there's a chance that they may have been dropped in your league. And I think the Bills, you know, 
it's the Seahawks are probably the number one defense this week. I know they had a letdown against Aaron Rodgers on the road, but the Seahawks play Goff and the Rams, who just fired their head coach on Thursday night on a short week. Curious timing. So the Seahawks are the number one defense, but I think you could very well make a case for the Buffalo Bills being the number two defense this I mean, week. Yeah, let's say you have like the Broncos. I mean, obviously you're not going to drop the Broncos D, but they're they are facing the Patriots and maybe the MVP frontrunner Tom Brady. Well, and you know Brady's very, there's not a good chance of him turning the ball over. Yeah, he, exactly. He, I mean, he did have an interception Monday night, but he's so safe with the football. So if you can actually like risk the risk having like two defenses on your roster maybe you pick up the bills and roll with them this week yeah there's a good chance i'd go after the bills um the other game that stood out to me as far as streaming defense options i mean we mentioned on saturday that we have matt moore versus bryce petty on saturday night this week could you see picking up and starting either of those defenses oh man like i I don't even know if i want to watch this game i i know i will but i I don't really want to watch it definitely watch this game on saturday (laughs) but it's like but matt moore versus bryce petty like who do you who do you want to roll against most? Mm-hmm. You know, well, I'm, gonna, Dolphins, yeah. I'm gonna watch. I like this the game. Dolphins D yeah. a little better, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch this game because you definitely helped talk me out of starting Jai or yeah. benching Jai. I mean, you talked me off the ledge there. Yeah. Jai is gonna be my flex in that league because it's the league where I'm starting David Johnson and Lamar Miller as my running backs. There's oh, no way nice. I, I can flex. I can move, remove either of those guys no. from my lineup. That's just out of Not the question here. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Jai, I'll watch that game for that. But there's a decent. Uh, I mean, I think there's a a, uh, a good chance that this game is very low scoring. I'm double checking now. I think it is the lowest uh, over under on the entire slate this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I mean that. Okay, so the Seahawks Rams game is 38 and a half, but the Dolphins Jets over under is 38 right now. I'm looking at so that is in fact the lowest over under on the week. So um, that mixed with young quarterbacks and possible turnovers, I would take the home team and I'd take the Jets defense if they're available against Matt Moore. But at the same time, I don't know. Dolphins could be surprising. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's all I, very I, risky, I, you know. <laughs> I'd almost just like I'd sit on the defense that brought you to the playoffs just to avoid shooting yeah. yourself in the foot. I, the the Bills are a much safer bet to actually, you know, put mm-hmm. up a double du- double digit performance. Whereas I I really don't know who I would target. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like Miami's maybe a safer bet to actually have double digit fantasy points. Exactly. Just because they'll probably you know rough up the. Um, you know, second-year quarterback and Bryce Petty yep. and maybe force a few turnovers, whereas I don't see the same thing happening on the other side. I, I think Moore, Moore is a veteran. He's going to be safe with, uh, you know, his choices out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just ride a J. Yep. Yeah, that and uh, checkdowns to Jarvis Landry, that type sure. of thing. Maybe they are conservative in their play calling. That could be well enough to beat the offense. I mean, if you're going to beat the Jets, you have to take your shots downfield, pick on Revis in a down year, and maybe sure. we see a little Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills doing that. Yeah. Um, and I can trust Matt Moore to throw a, a <laughs> deep ball or two during the game. Stills will probably have like a 75-yard touchdown in this game, won't he? Yeah, naturally. <laughs> uh, what, what about the Packers, Eric? They got the Bear, The Packers are on the road, but they've got the Bears and Matt Barkley in kind of a rough climate game, and I don't I don't know if this league's unique or not, but the Packers got me twenty five fantasy points last week and helped me win a matchup here. I yeah, I mean I think the Packers defense is finally coming together after like a rough mm-hmm. spell midseason. We were kinda used to that after the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um but they they're getting, you know, ever healthier. They yeah. are. I mean like, if Nick Perry's back in action, that would be a huge boost for the Packers. For the Nick, pass rush for sure. Yeah, yeah, Nick Perry broke several fingers and he's gonna come back with a club, but of course he did not play this past week against yeah. the Seahawks. Um Clay Matthews, uh let's see. 
he played 24 snaps against the Seahawks, so still limited. Mm-hmm. But he came out of that game saying his shoulder feels, quote, a lot stronger. Yeah. So if they get Matthews and Perry back, even if both of them are only at 75%, I'll say 75% Matthews because of health, Perry because he'll be playing with a club. But that could help the Packers' defense. I, d- I just like the fact that our second, uh, sorry, the Packers' secondary, rather, is getting uh, healthy. Like, Randall is, you know, probably going to be limited in practice this week, Demarius Randall, that is. But he really secures that number one uh, cornerback spot. And whoever's on the other side, you know, just has to hold uphold their end of the bargain. I think it is uh, Quentin Rollins and Ladarius Gunter are the other guys. I, I don't know. Th- this defense is just... I'm just glad they were safe bringing back these Gunter's guys. Gunter's played a injury. higher percentage of defensive snaps of Green Bay than any other Green Bay Packer. I was looking at snap counts this oh, week. Oh, really? Gunter's been on the field. Well, except for, like, HaHa Clinton-Dix. I, it was HaHa uh-huh. Clinton-Dix and Gunter was right up there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Morgan Burnett, you know, was in the mix as well. But I think he was a little banged up early in the year. Sure. But, you know, that's a, a side thing. But there you have it. Some defenses. The healthiest cornerbacks. He, he was forced to play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there you have it. We got defenses for you. We got running backs for you. Once again, I mean, of course, if you have any other questions about ad drops, get at Eric and I on Twitter. Um, but that's going to wrap things up for today's episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Also, of course, as I mentioned earlier, to remember to check out the site for free for 10 days by going to rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash pod. Once again, I'm Jake Lutarski. Find me on Twitter at jakeski52. And over here, I'm Eric Aturi. And you can find me on Twitter at etcat30. Good stuff on the horizon for the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Mario and John are going to be breaking down the whole bowl game slate tomorrow, so that's going to be oh, a really? good show. Nice. You're going to want to tune into that. I know I certainly will be. Thanks again for listening, and Eric and I will catch you next week. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.